when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Uh, this is the Superfly Jimmy Snooker. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. this man come on the air right now. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about his book, filled with the obvious title, Superfly, the Jimmy Snooker Story. Brother, how you doing? Good, brother. Thank you for having me on your radio dial there, brother. Uh, good. First question before we get to the book and obviously talking about your career, how's the ankle doing? I'll be real good, brother. Right now, I had it all taken care of and everything. So right now, the Superfly is a Superfly Bionic Man now. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, first of all, I'd like to ask, when it comes to the book, what made you say, okay, let's get the book out, let's get my story out there to the public? Yeah, brothers, um, you know, I thought it was time. It was time for me to uh, write the book and everything when... uh, I had my ankle done, so me and John uh, Chapman, um, you know, we got together and, uh, you know, became good friends, and I went to his home, and he came to mine, and we started, uh, you know, figuring out uh, the book and everything, and so we started right away, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun writing it, brother, I mean... It's been a long time that I, you know, I've been wanting to write a book, so now it's all done, and I'm happy about it, and, you know, it's a wonderful thing, brother. Well, how's the success been, uh, or how's it been, the feedback for the book so far for you? Excuse me, can you say that again, bro? I I said, uh, how's the feedback been for the book so far? Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you very much. Jake, you got something? Go ahead. All right. Uh, Jimmy, how did it feel to actually become the first ECW heavyweight champion? Uh, I loved it, brother. You know, it's uh, 
it's a great honor to be in these professions and stuff like that. You know, it was a, it was a great pleasure to, uh, you know, to have a bell crop. Well, what do you think, and obviously I've been reading a book out there, but obviously, and I know the stories have been told, but uh, is there a particular reason that you think that promise wasn't given to you uh, working for Vince Jr. there in the WWF? Uh, you mean for the Vince McMahons? Or? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're great, brother. Uh, Vince McMahon Sr. was the greatest man. You know, I guess, you know, professional, you know, wrestling and stuff. And, you know, when I came up this way, um, you know, it was a great honor for me to come up to New York and, you know, come and wrestle up this way, bro. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I want to ask you, which I found very interesting in the book, about uh, your time going to Don Ho's gym out in Hawaii there. Or Dean Ho's gym, excuse me. Uh Got any interesting stories from the gym there in your starting training? Oh, yes, brother. You know, I mean, you know, they they used to have wrestling over there in Honolulu, Hawaii, and, um, you know, I've been uh, training over there, too, you know, uh, doing some wrestling and bodybuilding. I was getting ready for the Mr. Hawaiian Islands and trying to make a name for myself. You know, a really great man, you know, Dean Noguchi, uh, you know, he was a former Mr. Hawaiian Islands, too, so, you know, he kept pushing me. He said, you can do it, and, um, you know, I really wanted to, to win this Mr. Hawaiian Islands to make a name for myself, and so he can help me out in my profession, you know? Beautiful, beautiful. Now, Jimmy, I have a question for you. Uh, have you ever had fun coming up with your own promos, like, for example... Did you and Piper work on the whole infamous coconut scene, or were some of the backstage writers did they originally come up with that? I can't hear you, brother. Can you uh, speak louder, please? Uh, yeah. Did you ever have fun coming up with your own promos, or were or was it mainly done by the writers in the back, like the whole infamous coconut set with you and Piper? You know what, brother? I make my own, uh, you know, uh, you know, I make my own, uh, you know, uh, wrestling, uh, ideas and stuff and, you know, like, uh, you know, between like me and Piper and, you know, the, the matches that we had was very incredible and the whole thing started out with, uh, you know, him on, um, you know, at, um, uh, you know, talking to me when I was uh, with him, uh, you know, you know, and Piper stood there. So, you know, it, um, you know, I really, really didn't get to know this guy and everything. But, uh, you know, I guess when he hit me over the head with the coconut, I guess I did, did know who he was. <laughs> well, that whole error, and I know you, you say it in the book, and. Uh... Piper said it, and everybody of your generation always says that uh, that time period in wrestling especially was just no, uh, wild, wild west, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll lifestyle. And that, you, you talk about that pretty extensively in the book. Uh, what made you say, uh, okay, I need to slow down and go back to Hawaii after you left the WWF the first time there? 
Yeah, I have to go back, you know, and be with my family, uh, you know, because, like, I'm gone for, like, months and months and don't even get to see my family. So, you know, I decided that, you know, I want to take, you know, take some time off and go be with them for a while and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Well, did you... you know, just, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I just needed to, you know, get some rest. I was drained out, you know, and, for, you know, seven days a week and uh, twice on Sundays, you know, back in them days. And, you know, brother, it just takes the, you know, the tone out of you, you know. Yeah. Well, when you were resting up and getting your wits about you during that time frame, during that break, were you able to uh, quit the cocaine and the drinking cold turkey? You know what, brother, all that was all way back when I was first starting out, you know. And, you know, so, you know, that's all all big mistake and everything else. I learned so much, uh, you know, being in this business and, you know, doing drugs. And, you know, I just want to, uh, you know, let all these beautiful kids that's in school and getting ready, you know, for them to prepare themselves for what they want to do, wrestling, whatever football, basketball, you know, stay away from the drugs because it's not going to do you any good, brother. All it does is just wear you down and, you know, your mind don't think right and, you know, so, yeah, it was a mistake for me, brother, and, um, you know, I got rid of all that. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, Jimmy. Uh, how do you feel about the lessons you have bestowed upon your two kids? Do you think that... Excuse me, but I can't hear you, bro. Now, Jimmy, what about the lessons you bestowed upon your kids? Do you think it's helped them reach the pinnacle point in professional wrestling, or has it just helped them get to um, just where they're at currently right now? Yeah, my lifestyle, brother, is uh, my kids, you know, and, um, you know, uh, you know, that's why I'm out there working and everything to support my family, and, you know, it all worked out good and everything else, and, you know, you know, my kids and stuff like that, you know, uh, they wanted to get into the wrestling business. And I turned around and told him, I said, you guys got to graduate from college and, you know, then you can get into the wrestling and stuff. So, you know, that's how everything worked out. But my kids, uh, they don't even touch anything. You know, they're just uh, natural good kids, brothers. But you definitely think it was a good thing for them to see what uh, positive and negative experiences you had helped them out currently? Yes, it definitely did, brothers. Definitely did. Well, what do you think was the biggest uh, positive thing coming out of uh, writing this book for you? What was that again, brother? I said, uh, what was the most positive thing you think came out of writing this book for yourself and getting your story out there? You know, uh, I put the whole thing in there because, uh, you know, to let all the kids know that. You know, don't take any drugs, you know. It's not good for you. You know, and, you know, don't do it because it's 
you know, it's not the right thing for you. So, you know, whatever you do, just take good care of yourself and take care number one and, you know, continue on, brother. Now, uh, Jimmy, I've got a question. I've been wondering about this. Have you and your son, Deuce, have you guys ever teamed regularly on the independent scene? Or was it just one time? <laughs> you know, me and my son, we had a tag match with, uh, Sergeant Slaughter and myself against Deuce and Domino, you know, but uh, yes, I have, and, you know, it was a great thing, you know, and, you know, to wrestle against him and Domino and stuff, but, you know, they turned around and they beat us, so, hey, I was, I was okay about it and stuff, and, you know, I was just congratulating my son and Domino that, you know, they are very good wrestlers, and, uh, you know, they had a great future ahead of them. Well, what is that like working with your son? I love it, brother. I love it. Uh, I mean, it's um, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to to do that, you know, because not too many fathers and sons they get to wrestle against, you know, your own children, you know, and you know, especially on TV and WWF at the time and. You know, they were the tag team champions, and, you know, at least uh, me and Sergeant Slaughter, we tried, but, uh, you know, they kind of, you know, did it to us well. Well, actually, I I know for myself, I have one more question pertaining to the book I, I thought was very interesting. Uh, for those who are going to get the book, some of the interesting reads are some of the quotes in, throughout the book about talking about their experiences or little stories about uh, the Superfly. But there was one towards the end of the book uh, from your uh, stepdaughter, Bridget, that I found very interesting and kind of cool because we've heard it about you all over the place, about how peaceful and your patience and all. But she uh, talked about her, your patience ended up allowing you to be the first real person to interact her, with her daughter who has autism. And yeah, it's Cammy, you know, it's our granddaughter, and, uh, you know, and uh, I was the one was, you know, helping her out with, uh, you know, being patient with her and talking to her, and, you know, she's a very intelligent little girl, and, you know, you know, making different sounds and stuff like that, and, you know, she's doing real good, and uh, she's really coming along real fine, bro. Yeah, well, to see some, you know, because obviously most people who know Jimmy or have met him over time uh, know that he's such a peaceful and patient person. And to hear something like that, to hear Bridget say something like that, that that's pretty cool that the grandchild looked at you and said, okay, so be able to want to work with you because of your patience and uh, taking the time to really work with her. Yeah, that's very right, brother. You know, you got to, you know, you can't rush with them. You got to communicate with your eyes, with hers, you know, and you talk very slowly so she can listen. And you got to be very patient with them, you know, because sometimes they uh, they get a little excited and stop and scream. And But, 
you know, it works out real good when you have patience and the love for them and, you know, talk to them, you know, the right way and stuff. And it does work out well, brother. Well, Superfly, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us. Uh, for those who are interested, we know that Jimmy is going to have copies of the books up at WrestleCon. Uh, he's going to be up there during WrestleMania weekend. Are you going to be involved with the WWE at all during that weekend? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Okay, so yeah, check, check in. I know he's on Facebook. Uh, I know he's going to be at WrestleCon. He, he just said he's going to be involved with Mania Weekend. So make sure, you, if, if you're going to be in the New York, New Jersey area, make sure you make it a point. Get a copy of the book from him. Say hello. Get a chance to talk to this wonderful man. Superfly, thank you so much. Thank you guys very much for having us, brother. And uh, we love you guys, and uh, keep up the good work, brother. Take it, number one. This is Colt Toom, son of Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.